0: of auto dealer live
1: is brought to you by auto dealer university all right guys we're here it's 3 30. 30 eastern standard time i'm david villa and i'm here with the one the only the man the myth the legend chris Fritcher. what's up, what's up man what's up? and the man the myth the legend his shirt is the man the myth the legend today david Cribs rocking Dude. the shirts rocking it's
2: your granite, granite countertop top, baby it's my, my level five granite, five granite
3: countertop
1: thank you Ooh, <laughs> level five we went level five <laughs> you gotta go with an upgrade I like it. Come on, man. Well, we got a great show for you guys, as always. And uh, they make you know, we've been for on them too,
3: by the way. They do. They make them in the men's section as well. Yes. Really? From right. what I understand, I never go there, but I. <clears throat> want <to> understand it. <laughs> Right. But so I, you got that from the kids or the yeah. junior, junior miss? Oh, junior miss. miss. All right. So by buy in that department, you never have to work out. There you go.
1: Well, hey, speaking of missing, you know what we we've been talking about dealers, you know, missing the mark, right? In the mm-hmm. and we've been talking about. Um, things that last week we talked about impeaching, you know, and, uh, for those of you that missed last week's show, I know it's still really a hot topic in the political world. We're not talking about impeaching a person, a president or anything like that. We're talking about what needed to be impeached from the auto business. And really, honestly, today we're going to just kind of carry on that. Just not as much the impeaching word, but really guys, we've just been on this kick. You know, we, we, we talked to hundreds and that is no underestimate, estimate that hundreds of dealers a week, one, I mean, hundreds and, and cribs were on TOs. Uh, we're on, um, we, we train, we, we give a lot of stuff away. We do a lot of, you know, complimentary meetings and things like that. And I know that you had a situation a month ago or so, you know, that you're going to bring up, but just really, man, it's like missing the mark out there, you know, when you don't have to, especially when the mark is this big around, right? Yeah. It's this big around. It's not a mark. It's a wall. It's like, you know, it's like, if, if I go to hit that wall behind you and I, and I, and I, and I, Missed the wall you know i mean what's yep. going on man
3: well it's crazy you know because you get a little spoiled with especially with this format auto live we always have some amazing guests people are doing crazy things in fact two of our guests that are on today's show uh when they were original guests they were salespeople. Mm-hmm. now they're gsms and owners of their own companies and things like that so we get a little spoiled by performers and being around performance and even here at this company, I'll humbly say Mm -hmm. that uh, it's amazing what takes place here daily. And then, you know, so when, when we talk about these best practices week after week after week, and then, you know, I'll visit a store, I was in a store about a month ago, and you know you walk in and you're thinking you know what i'm gonna kind of focus on these particular things and you realize that whoa whoa, 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 we got to go way back there's some foundation that needs to be built there's it's unbelievable the opportunity that this particular store was having when it came to traffic Mm -hmm. and uh and yet um almost zero preparation to know how to handle that traffic in fact i saw a store full of people during the during the time that i was present And, um, and the board did not reflect that afterwards. So, um, one of the things that, you know, we talked about impeachment last week, what we're going to do away with in the stores, what needs to go, things like that today. I just wrote a couple notes. What do we owe? What do we owe the dealer? What do we owe the dealer as employees to yeah. put out there? How should we perform as employees? What do we owe the customer, mm-hmm. the retail customer? What do we owe them? <clears throat> what should it look like for them when they walk in the store? What should the expectations be? And then when I think about expectations and what we expect from our staff and our, uh, and our players, I think, I feel like we've gotten to a place where, and not to go old school, but I feel like we've gotten to a place where it's like, what are we allowed as leaders to expect? Yeah. And that's just seems so odd to me when I start thinking about that, but that's how it feels. But well,
1: it goes, it goes along with, you know, um, just kind of in the monologue spirit of the monologue, you know, yesterday, um, you know, we did a sales meeting here and my wife had contacted me, you know, I've been on this, this kick of, 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 uh, just in some groups I'm in, in the morning, I have my family that I do some group texting and some scriptures, some things like that. It's morning habits are very, very important to me. And then there's a group of some leaders. Matter of fact, in this group of eight, um, in addition to some, some NFL football players, some, some major owners of $30, $40 million a year companies, there's three owners of major dealer groups in this. And so we kind of iron sharpens iron. Well, mm-hmm. we were just messaging very early. And uh, and, and, and we were, it just showed me that, you know, through the habits, one person, David Moss Jr., I'll say who it is, was in his car, you know, and I showed the picture where, it, you know, it's still dark outside. And a matter of fact, he just texted me about something else, but it was, he was in his car and you know, I'm saying, I'm saying, man, look at him in his car. It's still dark outside. Right. And then, you know, here comes another Matt Lasko chimes in. He's like, Hey, you know, my 545 CrossFit. And I thought about the effect, the habits of the effective. Mm-hmm. You know, and so anyway, where I'm going with that is really what you're talking about. And my wife had called me and said, Hey, I'm thinking about something. And she said, write this down. And I did a meeting on it where she said, it's, she said, starting your day. And it's really starting your day. I it's, it's, it's starting your month. It's building your, your dealership. It's starting your processes. It's anything that you're trying to do. You go to a conference, you go to an event, you pick up some good best practices, you go mm-hmm. back. And if you don't change, sometimes tear down and rebuild the foundation or fix some cracks in the foundation, you're building upon a a shifted ground and she said a day without a strategy or let's just take anything without a strategy is like blindfolding yourself, getting in your car and hitting the gas. Yeah. And she she went down four bullet points. My wife's pretty genius. She said, number one, she said, you, you, you don't know where you're headed because mm-hmm. you can't see. Right. Number two, you don't know how far you'll get. You just don't know. Number three, you won't be able to see the obstacles that will be there. Because there mm-hmm. will be obstacles. There are always are on mm-hmm. the road to success. And then number four, what you're certain to do is crash and burn. Whenever that mm-hmm. is, you're gonna crash and burn. Whether yeah, you're in the garage and hit the wherever, it's inevitable, right? So anyway, that's that's just my thoughts along the lines of that, man. So, boom, boom. I love that
2: sometimes sometimes though I think um you know I'm one of those people that tries to think way ahead Mm -hmm. and sometimes I get accused of looking at all the obstacles in the way right not not to the point that it affects me and you don't ever get started but to the point that my my whole philosophy is I need to figure out how to fix that before it becomes the issue you know because I see it and it's like how do you overcome it before you get there right but I think lots of times people that are like me don't even go to don't even start like that they see the obstacle and they they try to go the other way mm-hmm. even though that path is the only way to go right that to, to be successful yeah
1: but you know what you, you know you look at that with well, the way you started that conversation and you know we're, we're this is our monologue here if you're just tuning in thank you for tuning in to auto dealer live got a great guest panel coming up here i got a couple first timers on and we have some long timers have been on as well i promise you to be a great panel we're going to bring them on in just a minute, but just something, Chris, and it just may be the way you said it. Don't look at that as a negative because the reality is you are who you are and you know, every personality is, is, is different, right? And so maybe you view it that way, but I'm going to tell you that if you're a visionary and you're looking and you're an owner, you're a dealer, you're a GM, or you're maybe a type A personality. And you're the person that's just going to fire aim ready. It's probably one of the reasons that you're successful, but it's also one of the reasons, if unguarded, that you will fail. It's it's the reason that, like Cribs had said, that you won't be able to effectively implement the processes because you're you're really you're piling crap on top. of, you Are you piling you know uh, uh, steak on top of crap, you know, or something? Yeah. like, You know, it's just, it just you know, just don't work. Got to clean the crap off first. But w- one of the things that you, your personality is necessary for the person that sees that. My wife and I talked about this before. Is you know, you, you, if I'm the a visionary and I go there that's where I wanna go. Guys see right there, that's where I wanna go. That's where I want to go. And if I if I'm by myself, I take the first step and I fall into the pit the pothole that's right in front of me that I don't see because I'm not looking down. Yep. So the person that goes, Okay, what could possibly go wrong with this? It's needed. So that's that's the thing that's needed. We can't hire people just like us, right? You got a lopsided ship. You gotta reach out and you gotta bring in some folks that are gonna have strengths in the areas of your weaknesses.
2: I think it's also important yep. that they understand <clears throat> Uh, what the goal is that you see down the way. Because lots of times, and I'm guilty of this. That's why I'm saying it is, mm-hmm. I'll have the goal. I know how to get there. But the, the people I'm trying to relay that to don't understand. And I'm already, I'm like, on I'm moving in that direction. They're behind me. Mm-hmm. Not because they're lazy, but because of the fact that they didn't understand to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so I'm having to go back. So I think it's important as, as leaders in our companies to Make sure that everybody understands not only the goal, but what your entire vision is to hit that goal.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, man. Hey Amen. What do you say, Cribs?
3: I think so. And I, I also wrote down what do we owe the players? What do we owe the players in the room? So not just what do we owe our dealer, but what about your team? You know, Dave, I've seen you walk in and 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 in your company, and you know, you know, if there's if there's eight eight guys in the room or eight gals in the room that that want to move forward, and there one one isn't. Well, sometimes we gotta we gotta move ourselves away from that one that isn't because Anchor. we owe it to the others. Yeah, because the speed of the room, right?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'll say this, but I promise you, we'll go to break and bring our guests on and give them a chance to weigh in on mm-hmm. on this topic. We'll yeah. stay here, but here, here's the reality: there's anchors and you dealers that are listening, you GMS, you internet managers, you leaders. You know, if you're listening. Hear, hear me on this. Okay. And it's a hard thing to do. Mm. There might, there, there's some changes that need to be made and those changes may hurt a little bit at first, or, you know, that you may think they will, but some of those are the best things. They're anchors. And even if somebody is not coming in, there's it's easy to see an, a negative anchor in a room or on a team when that person is polluting. It's easy, right? You just, you know that, Hey, let's get rid of this p- pollution. But what about when they're not polluting necessarily? And you don't even really know where it's coming from. There's just a stagnant Uh, going on in the room or the the team i'm going to tell you that when you have somebody that's not supposed to be there and then that's an anchor and then when you remove the anchor it it raises everybody else up the atmosphere changes it's amazing i've seen it over and over and over again to the point where if a sacred cow needs to go then they just need to go and um and and i I tell you this a it's like a shot it doesn't ever hurt as bad as you think it will you know what i mean and (laughs) and it's and it's going to help you in the long run yeah that's a really good analogy actually
3: yeah it is Well, hey, I'm really excited about our guests, man. I we still don't we, want to get shot. <laughs> no, neither. We, we've got a couple of uh, people that are new to the show. We've got a, a couple of guests that uh, came on the show many years ago, and we've watched the development of the careers. I'm just so excited to have uh, our lineup. Um, so we're going to go to commercial here in a moment, right, Dave? And yeah, then come yeah. back with our panel? Yeah,
1: let's give you a little t- hint of uh, why you would need to share the show mm-hmm. and why you would need to tune in after the break because we have – business development manager at Toyota of Turnersville, Chelsea Hilton, Chelsea Hilton. First time on the show, excited to have Chelsea on. And then we have general sales manager at Ed Martin, Toyota, Marcus Stone, also, uh, is host of a, um, a great podcast. And, uh, Marcus is, uh, an expert at, uh, in the auto business and he's got some great things to bring to the table. We have founder, I think this is where you were referring to, mm-hmm. um, been on our show many times, but it's been a little while. A friend of our show, uh, we usually see her at least once a year at, a, at the Internet Battle Plan specifically, but she's the founder and CEO and the owner at the Elise Kephart Experience. And uh, that is none other than Elise Kephart. And then we have the general sales manager at BMW West Houston, another person who came on the show a lot early on as a sales consultant. That's correct. Wrote, an, wrote a dynamic book um, four salespeople self published it and now has moved up the ranks, changed stores, and a phenomenal car guy, Charles Cannon, GSM at BMW of West Houston. That's why you need to share, and that's why you need to come back in 90 seconds with this all star panel. You ready to throw the first question in, Dave? I'm ready. Hey, we'll be right back.
5: This is Tom. Tom is shopping for a pre owned vehicle. Tom wants to make a smart decision on his vehicle purchase, so he's made sure to review the vehicle's history report and compare prices with similar vehicles. He knows purchasing the wrong vehicle can be an expensive mistake, but what Tom doesn't know is that there is a lot more to a pre-owned vehicle than just the history report and price. The process of vehicle reconditioning, preparation, and research is different at every dealer and the quality of that reconditioning has a major impact on a vehicle's safety and value. Tom should be shopping at dealers who use Auto iPacket, a digital document folder that has everything he needs to know about a pre-owned vehicle all in one place. Every complete Auto iPacket includes a vehicle history report, mechanical inspections, reconditioning receipts, manufacture equipment breakdown, and factory warranty information. Reviewing the auto eye packet allows Tom to know for certain that he is purchasing a safe, properly reconditioned, and well-equipped pre-owned vehicle from a trustworthy and transparent dealer. Purchasing a vehicle without all the proper documentation is risky business. There is more to a pre-owned vehicle than a history report and price. Let us show you. Ask for an auto eye packet at a reputable dealer near you.
3: we're back you're watching auto dealer live what a panel we have we've got chelsea hilton marcus stone elise kephart and charles cannon and we're gonna go right to charles cannon general sales manager at bmw of west houston and charles man it is so awesome to have you on the show my friend you started out as a salesperson now you're a gsm you'll probably be an owner next time we get on the on the air how you doing man i'm blessed david how y'all doing very, very well. Very, very well. So, hey, we're wrapping up the paperwork in our deal and we're, we're on the we owe, man. We're, we're at the we owe and we're talking about what we owe um, as performers at our store to both the dealer, what we owe our other salespeople for you, Charles. You've got a whole team. So what you owe your team. And then, of course, what we owe the customer, what are reasonable expectations. So I'm going to talk about, you know, now that you're in this role of general sales manager, what do you feel you owe your team at the store to get peak performance?
4: Um, For me, every day, I I know I have to bring it. I mean, there are obviously some days where I don't feel like for whatever reason, life outside of work, but I have to realize, you know what, there's 40, 50 other people that look up to me and I know if I don't show up right it's going to affect everybody else so I just get down to the basics I remind people why we're here I remind them why they're here to provide for their families and achieve their dreams because I, I make sure that they give me their goals at the beginning of the month both uh, incoming units and I just remind them every day to make sure they're on pace to hit where they need to hit
3: mm-hmm. I love that And I'll just I'll kind of extend the question a moment, uh, uh, Charles, like as a GSM and just for our viewing audience in in, in the auto world, as a GSM, what are you what are you really looking for when you walk in the store each day? What do do you what's the first thing on your mind when you walk in and and you're overseeing both new and and possibly used, but you're overseeing new car managers, finance, you're looking at everything. Right. What is what what's something that you walk in and you go, you know what, every day I got to look at this.
4: I look at reports daily. I look at where we're training for the month. I look at inventory. I mean, there's probably, I have a list of probably 20 things I do every morning when I first arrive just to make sure everything's on point and that's not counting, you know, follow up with the, my salespeople and make sure all my staff's here and accounted for and then, you know, walk in my lot daily to make sure that there's no trash or make sure my lot looks perfect. Um, just make sure pricing's right. Check my website, check competitor's website. I mean, there's, I'm constantly doing something, but I love it because my day goes by quick.
1: Yeah. I love that. So what, what I hear, you know, what I hear Charles and I, actually Charles and I run into each other pretty much every morning on the Bible app. So, you know, it doesn't seem like too long of a time, yeah. Charles. Yes. See, yes, we do. I see you pretty much every day in there, man. And, uh, you know, so so I'll say this. It just sounds like really what I love about this. We overcomplicate sometimes i think you know a general sales manager a or gm role a leadership role the reality what i hear charles doing is i need to make i need to make sure that you know i'm there for my team i'm there you know and i'm providing right really it, because here's the reality i mean if charles just said as a leader you know and i'll go to marcus on this too marcus and let you piggyback on it charles just said as a leader i don't feel like it sometimes you know what mm-hmm. i mean you know and yep. so imagine if you're not leading You know, when you're going through issues of life, you know, you had stuff happen and you got to go in. You know, the reality is this, Charles, Marcus, Charles is just saying we've got to be on and provide the, the experience so that our people, you know, can show up, leave what's at home at home sometimes. Right. Because a lot of times something they may be facing could be, you know, could be centered around finances, could be centered around those types of issues. And they need to be focused. Right on their A game. So, Marcus, I mean, as a general sales manager as well, Toyota store, obviously, you know, successful. Uh, once upon a time, successful salesperson, you know, in the industry. What's your thoughts on that? You know, our role as leaders.
0: Thank, thanks for pointing that out, and thanks for having me back on Auto Deal Live again, Dave. I, I just wanted to reiterate and correct you. I'm now sales manager at this new dealership at uh, Ed Martin Toyota in Noblesville. But um one thing that we uh, to piggyback off of. Uh, of the statement that was made earlier is we owe examples uh leaders lead by example You're someone that somebody's looking, that that salespeople look up to to see what to do. So they're always monitoring what you say, your your body language, your tonality, your expression. So you owe it to everybody, the consumer and your employees, to be that example, that leading example of what to do in certain situations. And and you're absolutely right. I actually just had a conversation with one of the employees the other day about leaving work at work and leaving home at home and finding that balance between the two. Because no matter what, when we come into work every day, our job is to perform, the Mm -hmm. customer nor the employee cares about anything outside of work but work yeah it's good yeah we,
2: you know one, one of the things you know you said you need to perform for the customer i think we in the car business take for granted lots of times the fact that this is the second largest purchase in somebody's life mm-hmm. and you only do it a handful of times you know when you think about unless it you know me. the average person yeah unless <laughs> you're david villa <laughs> yeah or me or chris because we at one point it, i used to buy cars so basically like year, basically david, all of the same us same thing yeah but excluding us, but we're also in the car business. So that's why, but outside of that, like the average cars. person, <laughs> the average person though, they only buy so many cars in their lifetime mm-hmm. and this is a huge purchase for them. And so they deserve your best yeah, as a salesperson, as a dealership. They deserve it when they walk in. We just need to make sure we give it to them.
6: Yeah, I
1: mean, a perfect person to go to on that would probably be Elise. Just simply because, A, I know she does it, believes it, did it when she was in the store, teaches people how to do it now. And just the sheer name, the Elise Kephart experience. I mean, Elise, touch on that a little bit. The Elise Kephart experience, how important is the dealership experience, the customer experience? You know when what chris was talking about i mean we, we've got we've got a few purchases here this is a big deal to them right and, and you know this is just another mm-hmm. notch in our belt sometimes throughout a day another mark on the board we like to call it but this is a, this is something that's going to you know change the life of somebody and possibly put them into a different category you know in in their world so talk a little bit about that elise least. Uh,
6: i apologize. i'm sorry the I'm getting my windshield replaced, and and I had to open the door really quick. So can you repeat the question? Yeah. I had to put you on mute for just a coach.
1: No, no problem.
3: Yeah, Elise, we were just talking about what we owe. We're talking about WIOs, right, fulfilling WIOs uh, in our roles. And we were talking about oh. what what we owe the customer as far as experience and uh, when they come into the store. And, and who better to talk about that than you with the Elise Kephardt experience? and. And we we're talking about how, uh, you know, for us, we go in every day, right? So selling a car, even though we get right. excited when we put a mark on the board, it's a much bigger deal for that client that actually walks in and we possibly change our life. So maybe speak to that. Well,
6: I, you know, from the customer perspective, it's crazy. I, I've talked about this for so long, right? How does the get go? Uh, the, the. You know, initial, if you were to play that game where you go hot or cold, you know, left or right, if you were to say dealership, most people will go, ah, oh. like it's not the, the default for most people is this is this cringe worthy, you know, thing. So right off the bat, we're almost in like a, we don't even start at ground zero. We're at like a negative 572, you know? So um, all the more reason, um, you know, from when a customer has, we'll call it the steps to the sale, right? Made the decision to give you the business. We've, you know, we, we focus a lot so much on, on on chasing new business, but what about the, the customers that already did that, right? And they're, they're, they're fulfilling a WIO. That's got to be hands down. It, it just has to be stellar, right? Yeah. Complete stellar. Because if it's anything shy of that, even if it's just average, mm-hmm. right? If it's like, okay, it was then... What's to say? Like, what? Well, what? Then, 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 why couldn't you know you buy a car on Amazon? Amazon. Yeah. We need to realize that if, if we preach so much that we're human beings and it's the relationship and so forth and so forth, then are you on your game even post sale? Right? Even uh, making sure that you can retain that business and, and actually get everything that we preach that we want. Right? Repeat business, referral business. Um, but you can just put it on a smaller scale. Sk- like it's so easy to just realize that us as human beings, we have a negative experience in one little thing, and what our reaction to it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's a uh, you know it's the the the, the post experience and um, setting yourself apart, mm-hmm. not just for the sale, yes follow through with the dang thing you know i love <laughs> like
1: i love what through with it. i love We go to chelsea on this chelsea you know um what i what i love what when is saying that she brought up is in because as a salesperson you know especially in the in the retail automotive space you know there's no shortage of leads and and if there is a shortage of traffic right if a dealership becomes you know slow you know then what do we we always look at how do we how do we increase the leads how do we bring in a customer right in reality what at least is talked about it is so valuable chelsea is the, the customer experience can turn into that referral business is is so important and you know i mean everyone's connected you know it's amazing when you see even something like facebook you know you look at it and know something good happens to somebody and they share it look how many people coming many people like it, you know, true things. I'm not talking about, you know, the posts that we do that are, you know, that are, that are advertising or marketing. I'm talking about a post that like, a, you know, of, of something personal. People like it, love it, comment on it. Well, what happens if someone shares the experience with their people about a dealership? I mean, you know, at least just said, Chelsea, that, you know, the hot or cold game. You say dealership and everybody's, everybody, yeah, you know, they don't like it. You know, it's, it's not something that people look forward to. So Chelsea, why don't you weigh in on you know the importance of you know from your perspective as a business development manager, you know maybe the first point point of contact or you know you know uh, to a customer, how important is the experience you know to that re- repeat and referral business that we that we covet so much? Chelsea? Yes
7: yeah. When it comes to making sure that the customer experience is on point, it's not just up to the video you. And be nice to you until you buy something um my biggest thing is leading from the front and focusing on if somebody calls in and they have an issue i'm not just handing it off i'm there until it's done until we figure out how we can make everybody happy and earn your business not just right now but for your next however many cars you purchase mm-hmm. you know and your kids and your family um just a matter of focusing on them and what you would
3: want somebody to do for you if, if it was the other way around. That's good. Uh, yeah, I love yeah, yeah. exactly. I want to go back to at least real quick because, you know, Dave, you and I were at lunch the other day uh, with an owner of multiple stores and, you know, just a guy that's chasing uh, progression and success and, and, uh, and has his priorities in line. And, and one of the things that he brought to our attention was, uh, you know, how do, how do, how do we get people to want it as badly as we do right and and at uh, least I know Elise has that drive right she's obviously driven um, and at least you go into store after store you talk with you know probably now thousands of salespeople, and you 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 help them implement processes that allow them to progress but but how do you You know you're there? And then, of course, you have to leave. And that's part of the, the, the thing that I guess any trainer experiences. But um, how do you get someone to want it like you? How do you get them passionate about it? How do you get them to actually say it, to kind of see the light and the opportunity, especially when you only have limited time with them?
6: consistency is the, is the biggest, is the, uh, the biggest fix there, right? Not a bandaid over a bullet hole. And then in reference to wanting it, um, you know, it for, for, for me, what I found and what, you know, people need to get on this level is getting the high off of a win, right? Getting a high off of seeing the results. Hmm. Um, even for myself, you know, I I look back at the last. Uh, I think I had my four year little time hop that came up from when I branched out on my own, mm. and it it like a whole high school career, right? Like it <laughs> flew by. My but, high school career um, is like six if years, it but... if it weren't for the fact that I'm on the, that I'm that I'm consistently still doing these calls, right? Like as as my alias, Louise Timberlake, as uh as within a BBC, right? Even doing the, the marathon thing that I did just remotely. If it weren't for that and 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 you know having the consistency there, then um, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And but with that, what keeps me going is just I can listen to a call even from two years ago that I have recorded to now, mm-hmm. and it's exciting. And it um you realize, you know, it's almost like a it's like a it's like a crazy superpower. You I don't know. It's in the same way that I think salespeople get excited about like closing a deal. For me, the car business, every other job that I had before got the car business, like Starbucks or whatever it was, waiting tables, it, like, became so mundane, right? Mm-hmm. And with the car business, what always kind of kept me driven was that. And I think what a lot of people um, really love is, like, the close of a sale, right, yeah. or, like, the high that you get when you sell a car. Um, and so that same it – took, it took almost, like, a, a mental rewire to get that excited about what we'll call phone calls. Mm-hmm. But you go through the same type of stuff, right? The rejection comes to the fact, like I don't. I was gonna screenshot how many just random calls I get that, it, like, I pick it up because it might be a deal. Like, I kind of know it's probably not. Like, it's and it ends up being a spam. So it's like that's what that's what dealers are up against now. All these fake calls that even it's us mm-hmm. we get, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah true. But so
6: that's the rejection factor, and then all the more reason, like, you're gonna finally like have a breathing voice on the phone and you're just gonna like yeah just like we'll do a circle back like and that circle back i started to track on like how many more dials how much more time which nobody can buy is that going to take to get you to x point and it's crazy when you when you really
7: break it down like that um
6: so you know really just just uh falling in love with the high getting to getting to whatever that is that's going to that's going to make you want it for me i mean at the root of the root of me and i always talk about
1: it is when i became a parent yeah absolutely well it's, you know what it's, yeah, Dave? go ahead dave well, i was gonna say something with you it's, yeah it's i love that i want to explore that a little bit maybe we can go to charles and and, and marcus on that yeah but like the, that's a, that's a real good point like wanting to win a lot of people want to win but at least she added something that made me i was thinking about it kind of missed what she said the last mm-hmm. couple of minutes because i was thinking about it wanting to win and then how did I do that? So I can do it again. Yeah. It's not just winning. See, a lot of times right. we win. Well, like it, and,
6: and, and also another thing, and mm-hmm. I've heard this before, you got to surround yourself with the right people. I think that's like a, a true, like trackable thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like,
3: yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely.
6: That, that are going to bring out like the, the, the confidence that the best part of you, mm-hmm. that's key. Yeah. yeah. You
2: know, t- she just brought up something that it just made me think about something in, you have to surround yourself with really good people and it's really not hard to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, here it's not, it's not hard to find really good people in the industry and surround yourself with them. What is hard is to keep them because once you hit a certain level of success, everybody wants more for themselves and, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But, but I think the real challenge comes to be as a, as a business owner or a general manager or, you know, whatever, how do you keep those people yeah hey you know that's actually well,
1: a good point let me let me go to charles on that cuz charles you know that's actually a leadership question that leaders have been plagued with for years. It's it's, it's really like the law of the lid is something I'm sure you're familiar with. You know, we, it's, it's funny because we're in the monologue. I don't know why I thought of this, that uh, something that, you know, I often say to people that I mentor, you know, I you don't have to be the best salesperson. You don't have to be the best closer. Maybe at one point in a smaller circle you were, maybe you still are, but at one point you would like to replace yourself on your team with someone who's better than you are. The one thing though, Charles, I think that we as leaders need to be better at always, is to remain relevant is we need to be the best leader. <laughs> you know, I, I need to be, if I'm going to be relevant as a leader in their life, I need to be, I need to be the law of the lid. I need to be able to I need to be able to rise up and continue to, because if they get to a level where I can no longer inspire them, you know, then then it's over, right? It's moving on time. So why don't you talk about that a little bit, Charles, for somebody, what well, Chris was bringing up, you know, you get talented people, you have people that maybe start making enough money, you know, but they want to be challenged more. They want to grow. They want, how do you, how do you handle that in the car business? So it's keeping those people.
4: Well, what I do is always ask what's their why, mm-hmm. why are you here? Which and, and so I, I dig deep. It's, I don't try to get too personal unless they want me to. But for example, if one of them says, hey, I'm looking to uh, have enough money to have money built up to flip a house, you know, whatever that amount is. So we break out how much that is. Then for them, I break it down to how much they need to make a month to save money on the side to get there. This is one example. But I constantly push them to say, you know what? This one deal could be the difference for your car payment. This one deal could be your, your mortgage payment, you know, whatever it is. And I constantly push them to, to get there. Some some of my people are just naturally competitive, and they just want to be on top no matter what. Others, they're complacent, so I have to push them, but sometimes I end up having to push them out the door, because I just, I found that when I have complacent people around me, to so my sales team, they tend to bring others down to their level, and, it, and just raise up mediocrity and negativity, so I have to push them out the door and say, hey, you know, it's just you're no longer here, and, and when I've done that in the past, especially with some veterans, it opens eyes up, and I don't want to say fear. It just puts more respect to say, okay, I know I better set my game up because if not, I I won't be here long. Mm-hmm, and sure. so I just constantly push on them, you know, the right way. And I don't beat on them or anything like that. But I just say, hey, man, you know, there's expected production here. And we all, we all of us have to answer. If you don't produce, then I have to answer to somebody and stuff like that. So that's just the way it is. But overall, my goal is to find out what is their goal. Do they want to move up? Do they want to be an owner one day? Do they want to just be able to get to the point where they're selling, you know, 20, 30 units a month, working 40 hours a week? Then I try to push them towards that goal as well. So I'm just constantly in their lives trying to figure out what it takes, what they're looking for to succeed. That's
1: good.
3: Yeah, you know, I want to go back to Chelsea and then we'll, then we'll take it back to Marcus. But Chelsea, you know, uh, gosh, Charles brings up a great point. And, you know, we, we talk about uh, part of the battle as leaders is, is keeping that, that excitement level up, keeping people chasing uh, business. Uh, Elise talked about uh, some of the things that motivate her, right, the high of, of, of the success, the result. As a BDC manager, as a business development manager in the store, um, I'm guessing the challenge is. I'm not guessing. I know the challenge is even greater when you're in a uh, a room or or an area where you're making call after call or email or, or text. Your 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 whole you know front line is communicating with the customer, and you're often the first point of contact. So how do you how do you keep your team from getting that just mundane feeling, right? Um, and, and and being able to have a phone call that maybe was their 80th call of the day and yet it's the first time the customer's picking up the phone. How do you, how do you uh, encourage your team to stay on point?
7: The best way I found is to make sure I'm taking care of them to make sure that, you know, if I see they're having a down day, I bring them a coffee. I know what they like. Um, I try to put up little rewards to make the day a little bit more interesting um, I'm making calls myself. I'm not just sitting there, um, you know, barking orders and, and giving everybody a hard time and just show them that, you know, we've all got bad days, but it's a matter of just always working towards what your next goal is.
3: Yeah, I think that's great. And again, it goes back to, we're talking about today on the show, what we owe, right? What we owe the dealer, what we owe our people, what we owe uh, the client or the customer. So Marcus, we're going to take it back to you. And, you know, you've heard a lot of the conversation at this point. um Uh, You've probably heard things you wanted to comment on. I'm just going to open the floor to you to weigh in.
0: Thanks so much for allowing me the floor. I think as leaders, one thing that we have to keep in the forefront of our mind is that we are leaders. And what leaders do is they lead by example, which I touched on a little bit earlier. What we must do is show people what we expect out of them. How often are we telling people what to do consistently, telling, 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 doing, 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 versus how often we are actually showing people what to do. You can talk to your blue in the face about what you expect from people and what their job is and what you, And what you want people to do, but lo and behold, your staff will look at you with a confused face. I'm sorry, they'll look at you with a straight face because they're trying to get out of meetings or they they want to get out of the conversation, but it really doesn't hit home and that light bulb doesn't go off or they don't have that aha moment until you actually show them what you expect. Too often, we we put these goals and tasks and all these expectations out there, but we've never developed a plan of action and shown them of how to actually get there. So when we don't accomplish our goals, we're all sitting there dazed and confused and frustrated as to why we we aren't accomplishing our goals stop being lazy get from behind the desk grab your salesperson role play with them go talk to their customers go make phone calls with them and show them create the goal set the plan of action set the expectation and then most importantly Hold them accountable to it. When when things aren't lining up and you've shown them what to do. I don't know, Marcus. I don't don't know know,
3: Marcus. I don't know Marcus. You're getting into leadership territory there. I don't know if that's fair. You're talking about real leadership, brother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. You 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 touched on a sweet spot that I love to talk about because there's not enough leaders in our industry that have this kind of mentality and I'm here to shake up the world. We have to lead by example. If you look at my Facebook, you look at my stories, you'll see I'm I'm out there, I'm making the videos and sending them to the customers and setting the appointments. And most importantly, because I'm at a new store and I can't just go in and bark orders and tell people what to do and expect them to go ahead and do it. Seeing is believing. Our employees, our consultants, these guys need to see how it's done. And it's our job. We've been put in a position of leadership because we've done something right. It's now it's time for us to take all that information and show them how to do it so they can get the same results or even better.
3: Man, I think you just had the whole show right there. I think, I think that would have, we could have just had that and done the whole show. So that's the end. Right, 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 right. right. (laughs) No, we won't end it here, but Marcus, Um, man, what, what great insight. We appreciate that.
2: I I wanted to throw this out there. What do we owe ourselves?
3: Hmm.
2: You know, we were talking about what we Hmm. owe the dealership, what we owe, you know, our employees, what we owe our managers, but what do we actually owe ourselves? I'll throw that out to the entire panel. I mean, I think that's a good question and a legitimate question to ask because, Sometimes we worry about what we owe the business or what we owe our managers, or and we forget about what we actually owe ourselves when we show up every single day.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, well, one thing about that is we, we sometimes we, we don't we view that if we think about ourselves too much we view that as selfish. Mm-hmm. But when, with your motive, if you try to give with from a place not putting yourself above, I know this kind of flies in the face, but my actually my pastor taught me this and I actually see the point where you have to put yourself really above you know, in priorities above others in some ways because how can you give effectively to others from a, when you're empty yourself?
3: It's like the oxygen mask, right? That yeah. falls in the plane. Yeah. You got to put yours on first before you can help someone. And uh, so let's yeah. go back. Let's go back and let's, uh, what uh is it? It's about yeah, time for wrapping uh, yeah, we'll comments get, or closing comments. So let that answer. Be we'll, we'll give uh, each of our guests uh, an opportunity to close out. I'll go back to uh, Elise Kephart. So proud of of, of what you've been able to, able to accomplish over the years, Elise, that you've been <laughs> uh uh partnered with the show in the sense of being a contributor um so Elise, you have closing comments and you have the floor
6: oh well i appreciate you guys you guys uh having me on here it's been a while like it, i was thinking about it it's been a while since i've um was have been able to be on so thank you guys um but as always yeah a really good show it's it's um you know, it's good to get perspective from just such a good mix of people. And um, for myself, you know, it I enjoy, uh, I, I, I'm i loving what I'm doing only because I think it, you know, it keeps me so, it keeps me relevant still. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like um, it's funny. I have, you know, I collect polo shirts with like the dealerships and like the, 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 the sweater vests and all this stuff. And I'm like looking at my clothes and I'm like, yeah, I'm like I have like this whole row of like, just like I'm, you know, I'm like I'm there. So it's uh, it's good to just keep consistent and stay relevant. And you know, it understand that that you know from a training perspective, as far as processes and as far as what works and what doesn't work, I've been realizing realizing more and more, um, especially with this this content that I'm about to drop, how much it changes, Mm -hmm. right? Like you, I can't be teaching. Nobody, nobody should be teaching or doing really the same thing from even three years ago or four years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people, you know, you, you reference back to Honda, uh, we've talked about the whole sunset Honda thing. And that was five, that was five years ago. And who would I be to say, Hey, this is what I did at Honda. And now do this. Right. And it's the same thing, right? Understanding that there's been huge progression from every aspect and uh when it comes to kind of what you were talking about again like self-motivation and so forth when it comes to the phone which is like a whole thing that i teach mm-hmm. it, it almost became like a painful like i didn't i i've nobody i think like wakes up and goes yeah yeah mm-hmm. let's do some phone trick like it's, it's <laughs> not it's that's not a n- normal naturally driven wired thing like that someone just loves to do right like you could put the video stuff. I've always been geeky like that, but and I've always loved the video stuff. But it's it's uh, the phone stuff not so much. So myself, just going through major growing pains of having to uh, better myself, you know, to with what I teach and and also just my business. They overlay in so many different um, in different ways. Amen. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much, Elise. <laughs> yeah, it it's you know, great I, to have you back. Yeah, absolutely.
6: The, the rewire, too, is the, the, the mental rewire, I've been doing a ton of studying on uh, just that, that, that uh, mental strength, right? The, the natural – when your mind naturally just taps you out or checks you out, something's inconvenient, you don't want to do something, um, but overriding that, right? But it literally is an override. Like you actually have to you, – you, you start to count how many times you opt out of, of just cutting yourself short. From
3: everything that you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great, great insight, great points. Thank you, Elise. So great to have you back on the show. So uh, we'll go, uh, we'll go, we'll go next to uh, Charles Cannon. And uh, again, great to have you back again as well, Charles. And we'll have you uh, give your closing comments.
4: Yeah, David and David, I thank you all again for having me on. It has been a while for me as well. It's, I've always enjoyed listening to y'all and y'all having me on the show. It's always been a great learning experience. Um, you know, I was getting back to earlier uh, with somebody I was saying about what we owe ourselves. Um, you know, I just wrote down quickly three things that I, I try to live by. Is One, I owe myself health. So I just want to make sure that I'm in the best shape physically that I can. I always believe that a, a sound body equals a sound mind. The more healthy you are, the more your mind works more functional, which makes me a better leader for people around me because I'm able to, to be a quick thinker. Right.
0: Um,
4: also, I, I, owe, I owe myself the ability to be um living as far as a, a philosophy of what I call can I, constant and never-ending improvement. So I'm always looking for ways to improve myself, whether it's just some little thing daily or something long-term. Because, um, again, I, I feel like I owe everybody around me to be the best version of myself, so then I don't ever rest my laurels because I feel like the day you rest your laurels, the day you go backwards. So I'm, I'm constantly pushing myself to do things. And, and um, you know, whether it's tougher workouts physically or doing different things, brain exercises or, you know, just pushing my team around me just to help show that, you know, it can be done and, you know, always make sure I tell my team my humble beginnings that I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I've started a business, you know, just like many of them have with wide eyes and just didn't know what was going on and to, and that you can have all, any and all your dreams come true if you just work hard and just focus on that. So that's those are the main things I want to leave with is that anything's possible. You just gotta put your mind to it and you'll succeed. But again I want to thank y'all again for having me on and uh, look forward to hearing future shows.
2: Thanks Charles. Thank you,
1: thank you so man.
3: much, Charles. So great to see you again.
1: Chelsea Hilton, Chelsea, thank you for being a first time guest on auto deal live. And uh, why don't you go ahead and weigh in on uh, the show in general and just maybe your closing comments.
7: Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I was so excited. And then I see everybody who's going to be on and you guys are all people who I follow. And I mean, I've been following Elise's journey for a couple of years now. Um, I'm honored to be here. I think that the biggest thing I owe myself is to know that at the end of the day, I push myself. I try to see how far I can take things. And I also bring my team with me, that I'm trying to make everybody, including myself, into the best version of who they could be. And then figuring out after we hit that bar, how do we raise the next one? You know, what's the next level?
3: That's good. Fantastic. Chelsea, it was great to have you here. Thanks so much for weighing in.
7: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Chelsea.
3: Go to Marcus. Marcus, uh, why
1: don't you you. close this out? And uh, give us your closing remarks, man. Thank you for being back with us. Uh, Congrats on the the new gig, man. And uh, close this out.
0: Great. Thanks. Thanks again for having me once again. It's always such a pleasure to be on Auto Dealer Live. I'll end, I'll end with this. We can talk about uh, leadership for hours and hours and days and days. and It's something that I, I love to speak upon. But when it comes to leadership in the a, in a automobile industry, one thing leaders must know is to, is to understand your staff. You have to realize that salespeople do not all learn the same. We, we, we all practice the road to the sale and the steps to the sale and whatnot, and, and that's essentially our skeletal structure. But, you know, just like us as humans, we all have the same skeletal makeup, but we don't all have the same DNA. So you can't apply some blanket one-size-fits-all philosophy and expect everybody to understand it the way that you present it. So just like we encourage our sales consultants to find out our customers' hot buttons and, and their wants and needs and desires, that's what we also have to do as leaders as well. We have to figure out our employees' wants, needs, and desires because we all know not everybody's motivated by money, not everybody's motivated by time, and not everybody's motivated by recognition. Figure out your staff dynamic. Figure out your staff DNA. Figure out your, what's important to your staff and tailor how you treat your staff individually. You can still teach and train the same thing. Again, the skeletal structure is there to stay. It can be modified, tweaked to to, to enhance whatever performance that you want to get. But understand that everybody learns the same. So tailor your pre- presentation sometimes individually and not in a group setting so that you can get the best results out of the employee that you're trying to get out of
1: them. Amen. Good job. Well said, Marcus. Awesome. All right, great guests, Chelsea, Marcus, Elise, and Charles. Thank you for joining us, and uh, look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Have a happy Thanksgiving, great Black Friday, and uh, wonderful November. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So, uh, just great panel, man. Uh, awesome. I'm just, you know, I love something that Chelsea said at the end there. You know, when you, you know, I was thinking about it. Sometimes when it's a really good comment, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's almost a negative thing in my mind because I get distracted thinking about know, the right? comment, and I was thinking about auto deal live, you know, I was thinking about the years we've done this show and we were talking about that before the show started and, you know, um, and, and, how it does really, really does bring the opportunity for, I mean, Elise travels, mm-hmm. I think, um, was it Joe Calla and I were talking or you and I were talking, I think Joe was talking where Elise is, is busy. I believe every week this in a year that she yeah. wants to be busy. I mean, right. she's in a store, so there are no more weeks. <clears throat> so, um, so she, here's the, this person that Chelsea's been following according to her own admission Mm -hmm. in stores all the time, teaching them how to do it on the conversation with somebody who is no doubt a leader you know, because every comment she, she gave, Chelsea yeah. gave, every one of them was like, I'm, I'm taking my team with me. I'm doing it yeah. for them. I'm," And, you know, and they're on this conversation together. Yeah. We're on this dialogue together. And it's, it's what makes, and then you have two, two uh, managers, a GSM and a sales manager who, you know, who are leaders in, in, in their own rights and, and lead teams, but everybody weighing in together. And it's, it's, it's really a good, man we all grow from
3: it it's one of the coolest things that we are in an industry where we have access to everyone else that is experiencing the same exact things we are take advantage of it though yeah that's that's the the thing I would
1: say you know the, the reason we look I mean the reason we say share you know, I mean, you want, you want. You, we're not. It's not like we're on NBC. You know, what I mean, and like mm-hmm. you know, we, we got the Nielsen ratings here. You know, they're gonna cancel the show. I mean, right. you know, you know. Hey, you know, what I'm saying, the, you know, like when you're in here, you know, what I'm saying, it, 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 there's money we're not making out there. We're doing this because we love it, right? Bad and
3: news, Dave. Geraldo Rivera called and said we're. He's got yeah. the four o'clock slot now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the four o'clock. And so, yeah. So, so I'm saying the reason we, we say share is because imagine this, those who are commenting, the, the, the people that are watching live during the hour, the one who comes back and watches it after comments and they message this great show and, you know, great topics, you know, that person's got it, right? And you're going to you get pages of notes that you take. Imagine mm-hmm. someone you're connected with that you're follow, that's following you. Imagine the Chelsea Hilton that's following you that you never knew. Three mm-hmm. years ago, she's following oh, you. Yeah, she wasn't yeah. in that role. Yeah. And, and, and so share it because that person... Can, can get valuable information and then for goodness sakes if you're listening make sure you apply what you hear because you're listening to people charles cannon for goodness sakes you can go mm-hmm. back to the archives of our shows i mean four years ago and charles was on our show maybe five yeah, years ago
3: yeah.
1: archives of our show and he's a salesman yeah you know at a bmw store wrote a book remember the book he sent us in to get yes, yes 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 so i got it on my shelf in there and it's a little thin book that he I sold. think it
3: was like 10 things to look for in a great salesperson, yeah. Some, something like that. And he and gave
1: it away. He, he did. He, he, you yeah. know, you're not making anything on that. Yeah. And, and he gave it away to say, here, I want to help salespeople. And here this guy is now general sales manager. Like you said, he'll probably be owner one day. And here he is helping people, leading teams. You know what he's doing? He's thinking back to the Charles Cannon that was on the well, floor. Well,
3: well, let me point out something else. That general sales manager that, that again, was a salesman when, when, when he first came on the show but that general sales manager during our show live just now what did he say in one of his comments hey i heard y'all talking about the take care of yourself and you know whatever and i wrote down three things
1: boom boom boom
3: he's taking notes yeah during the show, yeah. the general sales manager is. I look over at you, Dave. You're the host of the show, the owner of the company, the CEO. You're taking notes. Mm-hmm. I'm taking notes. Chris was thought, thinking about taking notes. No, he's taking notes, <laughs> oh. too. Chris is taking notes, Chris too. Chris, has got a whole paper. But the point notes, is,
1: look at show, the show, point Chris, is, you know. <laughs> look at that. Chris, you got... It. He didn't want to hold it up too long because he didn't want to see you read it. It says lunch. It says pick up groceries. It
2: says Uber Eats. Yeah. Right, right, right. 5.30 That's what it says. No.
3: But the point is, it is refreshing when you right. see people who are the type of people that no matter what the level they reach, um, and in fact, I said this recently in one of my trainings, is that no matter what the title, no matter what level you reach, the one thing I hope you always do <clears throat> is put your status just under the process yeah mm. just under it it's good so, stuff. anyway you know,
2: we talked a lot in this uh episode about uh leadership you know it 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 seems to always somehow interject in our conversations i think it's just natural when you have leaders of, uh, of dealerships on yeah um one of the things i was thinking about though is and i've thought about it a lot this this year in general is i think really true great leaders leave tentacles of their success and what i mean by that there's
1: two there's two types of success
2: we are talking
3: notes. about notes and you just used the term tentacles now i got to write that down brother <laughs> i like so you that. spell it right
1: so, i know there's a couple of words you don't want to write down that are t
2: i n t so the two to two the two that come to mind is the first one is being able to have success and be able to keep those people on your team and, and grow them to a point that they still don't want to leave and they're okay, but they, they want to grow with you. And then the other the other point of success is where you're happy to see people go because they have opportunities and then they're successful at other places. Yeah. Um, to me, that is the, the, the most beneficial thing that can happen to a human being is to have someone grow with you. And then I'll see them, if they don't stay, see them go somewhere else and be able to continue to have success, maybe even greater success. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah great. that's great. true leadership and, and, and,
1: and, it, and it does always come down Chris is right we, we talk about a lot and we we share this because sometimes you feel going back to the uh, going back to the Nielsen ratings and going back to <laughs> you know going back to the uh, where
2: show
3: ranks by the way where are we ranked not not very high
2: um, <laughs> I can tell you from being in the radio business for for some time um, they're junk their yeah. Nielsen ratings are junk so it's a biggest scam well, going, but anyway yeah, sorry Dave but no.
1: no no it's okay going back to that though it, you know it, We we talk about this a lot. I think we are sensitive because we feel like sometimes, you know, we discuss or what to discuss and we discuss Mm -hmm. some of the same things, but we often, you know, talk about this industry is not very complicated. You know, and I I mentioned you guys, you know, because, uh, you know, IPD agency, one of the companies here that we, that we run, um, you know, is uh, in the marketing side. And so I've got on my wall a uh, a mailer because one of the base things we started our company on over 20 years ago was direct mail from 1929 i have a mailer that's my dad had given me a few years ago and i framed it and you know why i got to bring it in one day to show but, it. or post it maybe we can post it after the show it's post. a model t right it's a model freaking yeah. t so here's my point it's other than the fact that it's on old paper you know with written in some like you know like very proper english and words that we don't you know it's not the word tweet and you know facebook's not in there you know what i'm saying other than yeah. that it's talking about lease payments and it's talking about, you know, you know, money that is talking about right. you know, service. It talks about sir, a oh, yeah. in their service. Service you know? It's like the message is the same. We shall buy back. You know, it's, <laughs> we <laughs> shall purchase
3: your vehicle. Wherefore you know. <laughs> thou art should come to our store.
1: If you come to our store, you
2: shall not pass without a good deal.
1: Henceforth and forevermore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, it's really, it's really the same message. This industry, I guess what I'm saying is it's not complicated, mm-hmm. right? It's it's and it's simple. So when it comes down to, and and here's the thing: how complicated should it be to sell an automobile? And what I mean by that is, nobody walks. You know, yeah, there's Uber, yeah. sure, but I mean, okay. You know, but I mean, come on, we have vehicles. Everyone drives. We don't ride horses anymore around town. We don't have horses and buggy. Yep. So the, the reality is, it shouldn't be difficult. So th- what we talk about is not so much, Hey, how to sell a car, you know, okay. How to, how to build a better business, how to lead better, how to get your people to operate, you know, correctly. And, and because you're competing with, you're really competing with who are they going to buy a car from,
2: right? I
1: mean, who? You know, yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely. I don't, yeah. got a few choices right here, right? I mean, yeah.
2: You know, one simple thing is just know know what's going on in your, in your store mm-hmm. or or their brand. And I'll give you a good example of that. So I had some issues with my uh, Apple CarPlay this this week, uh, last week, and I called five dealerships. Not a my service writer was not in, by the way. So I called my dealership and no one could give me a straight answer so i called four more dealerships not a single one of them had a clue they're like oh, i don't even think we do that anymore all i needed was an updated uh download right. for the the gps and uh you used to be able to do it directly from the manufacturer website but they don't do that anymore because people are frying their sd cards but anyway so i had to call five dealerships and i finally said forget it uh, just set me an appointment for tomorrow i know my service writer is going to be there and as soon as I walked in, he goes, what are you here for? And I'm like, I have this issue of uh, Apple CarPlay. He goes, oh, I'll fix it for you. Two seconds. I mean, he took took the SD card, done. He did the download thing. It wasn't two seconds, but you
3: know what I yeah, mean. It was, just, a, it was just knowing your game. But
2: nobody at five dealerships knew right. what what to do. And it was such a simple fix. It's, yeah.
3: Well, therein lies the opportunity. Um, Absolutely. So. To- it's, it's the great news is the automotive business
1: is is profitable. It's extremely profitable industry and it can only get better. There's only an upside. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. And only there's only an upside. The better we get. The better we get, we change the stigma. We continue to digress or, uh, to to reverse the stigma. Where people don't hear go to the dealership and they go, Oh, you know, they hear, you know, they don't think that. And mm-hmm. and uh, because you don't think that when you go, I gotta go to Apple, oh, I gotta go to Starbucks, uh oh, you, right. you know what I'm saying? I gotta go to I gotta go to Macy's, uh oh. You know it's 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 I, well maybe maybe some of us guys right. do no, <laughs> i don't know but the reality is uh, you know we do when it comes to a dealership but it's the it's what is it it's the process right mm-hmm. and or maybe maybe a lot of other things so great upside to it
3: um and uh I'm excited man that was our wheel show that was that was good <clears throat> Uh, another one It's in, a wrap Another one in the books I Hey speaking did, of Starbucks they'll... Did you see the one That they're, they're putting, putting in putting Right here ass. Right here bro that. Obviously Before we moved into the office My wife saw uh, what that What I want to know Is how many hours You'll clock in there Each oh, week <laughs> I,
1: The problem is I drink my six shots Now I'm going to have Now I'm going to be fighting the, the Not getting a second six shot At some point You one should, piece be, of you so should own stock in them I mean, I you, pretty you, much do something I mean, in some way, d- indirect way, don't yeah. I? am pretty sure we <laughs> <just> do.
2: <laughs> that's a Warren Buffett belief. If you use the product, buy stock in it. So, I mean, you you wear out Starbucks. I do.
1: I so. should buy some stock in it. That'd be good.
3: That'd be good. So do you buy stock Number in it? Remember, when it was $6 a share. And that wasn't that long ago. Yep. Oh, I'm cool. trying to hit the cup. All, All right. right, guys. <laughs> hey, have a See wonderful ya. week. See
2: you